this morning, if you have your Bibles, amen, I'm going to Jeremiah chapter 32. Jeremiah, the old prophet in the Old Testament, chapter 32. And I'm going to start reading somewhere around verse 6, I think it is. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 6. And Jeremiah says, And Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Behold, Hemuel, the son of Shalem, thine uncle's son, thine uncle shall come unto thee, saying, By thee my field that is in it, for the right of redemption is in thine to buy it. And Hemuel, mine uncle's son, came to me in the courts of the prison, according to the word of the Lord, and said unto me, By my field. And I said unto me, By my field, I pray thee, that is in Enoch, which is in the country of Benjamin, for the right of inheritance is thine, and the redemption is thine, buy it for thyself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. And I brought the field of Hamuel, my uncle's son, that was in Enoch, and weighed him the money, even seventeen shekels of silver. And I subscribed the evidence and sealed it and took witnesses and weighed him the money and the balance. So I took the evidence of the purchase, both that which was sealed according to the law and customs and that which was open. And I gave the evidence of the purchase unto Barak, the son of Neriah, the son of Baseah, in the sight of Hamuel, mine uncle's son, and in the presence of the witnesses that subscribed the book of the purchase, before all the Jews that sat in the court of the prison. And I charged Barak before them, saying, Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Take these evidences, this evidence of the purchase, both which is sealed, and this evidence which is open, and put them in an earthen vessel, that they may continue many days. For thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land. Now when I have delivered the evidence of the purchase unto Barak, the son of Neariah, I prayed unto the Lord, saying, Our Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So I want to teach you a little bit this morning from this thought, evidence. Evidence, evidence, evidence. Amen. If you will ever notice any time there's a crime or an accident, the police force and the fire department uh, and all these guys, they have certain people on their staff. Their job is to come in and look for evidence. With today's technology, just a small hair or a drop of blood can give them guidance and direction as to how the accident happened or who committed the accident. Amen. They're looking for evidence. That's why they block it off. They put these yellow uh, scripts around and says you can't enter because they don't want anybody to taunt the evidence. They want to make sure that, you know, they can find that little piece that will help them solve their crime that they're looking at. 
Well, when we become Christians, there is certain evidence that we should be looking for in those that says that they are, ev- they are Christians. Now, granted, we cannot look at the outward appearance and, and determine if a person is a Christian or not, but there are certain character traits that we should be able to see in every one that say that they are Christians. Amen. And so the, one of the things we look for is the attitude. Amen. How is the person's attitude? Amen. The attitude, amen, there's three things that determines your attitude. Number one is your feelings. How do you feel? How do you conduct yourself? How do you act? Amen. Number two is your behavior. And number three is your belief and your knowledge. Amen. The scriptures you will find constantly talks about feelings. Amen. Paul says in Romans 12, 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Uh, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, when you become a Christian, you can't think the same way that you always thought. Amen. As the old saying, if you always do what you always done, you're going to always get what you always got. And you just nothing. Okay, you've got to change the way that you see things and the way that you think. This is what God's word does for us. Amen. It causes us to adjust our mind and our thinking. Amen. See, if I think the way that I was when I was in the world, I'm going to stay there. See, I have to change the way I am and the way I see things. I have to become, as Paul says, is doers of God's word and not just hearers only. James, excuse me. We have to become doers of God's word. See, when I read the word of God, it's designed to change my outlook on life. Amen. God will begin to show you. That's why as soon as you're baptized in Jesus' name, as soon as you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you start seeing that things in the world don't appall you like it used to. Because you're becoming a new creature in Christ Jesus. And now you have to think totally different. Amen. This word is designed to change you. It's designed to make you like God. It's designed to help you to get to where God is trying to take you. Amen. Success is in this book. If you want a successful life, as God told Joshua, as soon as Joshua took the hymns from Moses, God told him, he said, do not let the law of this book depart out of your mouth. He says, you meditate in it day and night and you will have great success. Amen. I'm telling you, my life was turned upside down until I got into this book. Until when I went down in the waters of baptism and my life was changed. Amen. And I start to obey in this book. Amen. I began to see the beauty in what God has in store for me. Praise God. And that was 38 years ago. I went from being an alcoholic to being the saint of God just like that. Evidence. So we have to change our attitude. Amen. When we see the word a conversation in scripture, oftentimes it's referring to our behavior. How we conduct ourselves is our dealing with our actions. Amen. We got to change. I can't be the same old person. Amen. There's so many things that comes with the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
that we, we can easily see. The Bible speaks of love. The fruit of the Spirit is love. All right? Now think about this. All right? What is the greatest commandment? Thou shall that's amen. Thou shall love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And the second is like it to it. Thou shall love thy neighbor as thyself, right? Now think about this, okay? If the first four commandments, the Ten Commandments, when you look at it, okay, the first four is your relationship to God. The other six is our relationship to each other. This is why Jesus says, when they asked him, what is the greatest commandment? He said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And the second is likened unto this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophet. Everything, okay? When you love God, this is what James said. John says, you can't say I love God and hate your brother. Amen. You've got to love. It's, it's love that changes things because God is a God of love. Amen. John says, beloved, if I say I know him and love not my brother, I'm a liar. See, I've got to love you and you have to love me and we have to love one another. This is what God desires of all of us is to love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength and each other as ourselves. Praise God. But I'm afraid we're getting away from the golden rule. Amen. You remember what the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The same way you wanted to be treated, you treat other people. All right? That's the golden rule. Amen. I could probably, you want me to kill this? Devil. Oh, something else. Okay. It was me. <laughs> Amen. But see, we have to love one another because love is of God. Now, notice what James, uh, John says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 10. 1 John chapter 3, verse 10. And this, the children of God is manifested... And the children of the devil, whoso doeth not righteousness is not of God, and neither he that loveth not his brother. So it's not hard to figure out who you belong to. As they say down in Indiana, who's your daddy? You know, it shouldn't be hard, see? To know who your father is. If you're not practicing love, then he's not your father. <laughs> See? So you have to love. See, people say, I love you. I love you. They get married, say, I love you. And then the next day, they don't love each other. What's, what's wrong with that picture? You know, if I tell you I love you, then I'm supposed to love you. If you tell me that you love me, I'm, you're supposed to love me. See? And so therefore, we've got to love one another. Evidence is love. 
then you've got joy. Amen? Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. You're supposed to have some excitement in your life. And you know, I, I see people walking around, you know, with their head down like they lost all hope, you know, and they've said they're Christians. You're supposed to have joy. What is the psalmist says? I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. You know, too many Christians are waking up in the morning and said, oh man, I got to go to church again today. Oh, pastor, pastor is having prayer again. Pastor wants me to give pastor this, you know. Where's your joy? You're not doing it for the pastor. You're doing it for Jesus. You're doing this because you love Jesus. You're doing this because you want to go to a better place. Amen. Praise God. The pastor is given to you because God loves you. (laughs) That's his role. Amen. See, that's his role. God gives you a pastor to feed you with good things so that you can stay on track and reach the place that he's trying to take you. Praise God. You've got to have joy. Amen. You've got to have peace. You know, who stole your peace? Or should I say, who did you give it to? You know, Isaiah says in Isaiah 26, 3, he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him. You've got to keep your mind on Christ because if you put it on this world, it's going to turn you crazy. Amen. You've got to keep your mind stayed on Jesus if you want to have peace. Now notice what Paul says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Amen. He says rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made on unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Amen. You've got to get in the habit of rejoicing. You've got to get in the habit of praising God. You've got to get in the habit of loving God. Amen. Nothing should disturb your peace. Amen. What does the Bible say? Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Amen. So nothing should destroy your peace. Nothing should cause you not to have peace. Amen. And sometimes you just got to get away and have a praise break. Amen. When, when the enemy start coming in like a flood and something is trying to steal your peace. All you've got to do is steal away and just lift up holy hands and begin to worship and praise God and tell the devil to get behind you, Satan. Amen. Praise God. You don't want to allow anything to disturb your peace. Amen. We have to have contentment in our lives. Praise God. So (laughs) you've got to have love, joy, peace. Long, long suffering. 
in today's world, people have short suffering. <laughs> but you've got to have long suffering, which is patience. Say, Jesus says, in your patience, possess you your soul. Because if you don't have patience with people, you're going to be like Ma Bell. You want to reach out and touch somebody. Okay? So you, you've got, <laughs> you've got to have patience here. You've got to have some patience or else you're gonna, you're gonna fly off the handle, man. I'm telling you. The way people are going today, I mean, sometimes you have to really have a lot of patience with people or else, man, you're gonna touch them. <laughs> and my Bible says, lay hands suddenly on no man. <laughs> You gotta have a lot of patience with people. Amen? So, so if not, you're gonna, you're gonna lose, you're gonna, <laughs> you don't wanna lose your soul. Amen? Amen. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. Amen? That's why the Bible says when you give somebody something, don't expect it back. You know, I, I get, I have guys ask me sometimes, you know, Pastor, would you let me have 20? You know, I'm gonna pay you back. I said, no, don't even tell me that. You don't even tell me that. Because if you don't bring it back, I'm going to want to touch you. See, so, 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 so I, I don't even, I don't even tell them to give it back. So, I don't even tell them to give it back because I don't want to, I don't want to lose my, <laughs> praise God. Amen. Then we have gentleness and we have goodness. And we have faith, and we have meekness, and then we have temperance. You know, and temperance is no more than self-control. You know, I have to control me. Amen. I have to control my actions. I have to control my conduct and how I live. These are, these are examples of, of the evidence that, that God is in you, the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Notice all these things, these nine that we call fruits of the Spirit are seen without but they are indicator of what's within. Amen. The spirit, it is the spirit that is within you. Amen. Praise God. And the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 8, 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same. So what's in me is supposed to be in you. Amen. If we say that we have Christ in us, the hope of glory What's seen in me ought to be seen in you as well. Praise God. There's no difference. Amen. When I get saved, there's only one way to be saved. Amen. That's why Peter says in Acts 2, when they asked them, you know, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you, to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. It's the same. 
It's always been the same from the beginning because God cannot change. Amen. He, once he says something, it has to be done. Amen. That's why the Bible says he's the same God to a thousand generations. Amen. It doesn't change. The crown is to every generation. Amen. God died for the whole world. Amen. And so everybody can be saved if they come into the knowledge of the truth and obey the word of God. Amen. You, your children, your grandchildren, the children to the next generation and generation and generation. Amen. He does not change. Praise God. So we have to follow the same pattern that God has laid out for us. Amen. So Jeremiah says he took the evidence that was given. Amen. God tells him that his uncle's son is going to come and sell him a piece of property. And God tells him to buy the property. Wouldn't you like for God to tell you to buy some property? <laughs> you know, and, and Jeremiah's first, he's kind of confused. I'm in prison. That's where he is. He's in prison. And God tells him his uncle's son is going to come to him and tell him to buy a piece of property. And I'm trying to figure out, where did he get money in prison? You know, so God tells him his uncle's son is going to bring a piece of property for him to buy. And God says, buy it. You know, and when the uncle's son comes up to him and says, I'm selling a piece of property. Notice what Jeremiah said. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. Amen. And so he says, I brought it and I subscribed it and I gave the evidence to Barak. And he says, put it in an earthen vessel. Amen. Place it in an earthen vessel, put one inside and the other on the outside. So what was inside was on the outside. Praise God. What was inside of that earthen vessel was always on the outside. Amen. Paul says, know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. You're not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which is God. Amen. So what's in the inside is supposed to be on the outside. If the Holy Ghost is on the inside, the evidence of the fruit of the spirit should be on the outside. Amen. If the Holy Ghost is inside, that what the evidence should be on the outside. Amen. Praise God. So this is why the love, the joy, the peace, the long suffering, the gentleness, the goodness and faith and meekness is seen outside because you've got the Holy Ghost inside. Amen. I think this old song says Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Praise God. So you've got to have the evidence. Amen. Praise God. Deep within. Praise God. Do you have the evidence? Amen. Now, now how did they know that the Gentiles had received the Holy Ghost? Go to Acts chapter 10. Go to Acts chapter 10. Let's drop down to verse 44. Amen. Everybody there? Amen. Now, the story of Acts 10, let's bring a little, little history here. Amen. Cornelius is a Gentile. He's a Roman centurion. 
He's kind of like a commander of troops. Okay? He, he's in Caesarea Philippi. He's there. He's a good man. He prays. He gives alms. He's helping the Jews out a lot. Okay? And then the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and tells him to send the Joppa for one Simon Peter, which is living with Simon the Tanner by the seaside, and he will come down and tell him what he needs to do. So Peter comes down, and first of all, there's a sheet that comes down with all unclean animals. Okay, now the reason those sheets came down with unclean animals is because under the law, there were certain animals that was by the Jews that was forbidden to be eaten. Amen. And so as a result of this, Peter sees this vision in his dream that God is getting ready to send him to a different people. And he is reluctant to go. Amen. But God sends him anyhow. Amen. And Peter gets there and the Bible says in Acts 10 verse 44, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word and they of the circumcision, which means the Jews, which believed was astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. So what was the evidence that they had received the Holy Ghost? What was the evidence that they had received the Holy Ghost. They heard them speak with tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Amen? So, so this is why the Jews says here, because that the Gentiles have poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnified God. Then commanded Peter, saying, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which has received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Now go back to Acts chapter 2. Amen? Go to Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through verse 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord and one place. And suddenly there came from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. Notice, on the day of Pentecost, when the New Testament church was established by God, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. This is why in Acts 10, those Jews that went with Peter was confounded because they heard the Gentiles speak with tongues. And that's how they knew that they had received the Holy Ghost. Amen. It was the evidence uh, that they had. Amen. And so as a result, they was aware of that. Amen. Now let's go back to Acts chapter 11. Let's go back to Acts chapter 11, verse 12 through verse 17. Acts chapter 11, 
verse 12 to 17. Now in this passage, Peter gets called on the carpet. Okay? The Jews called him on the carpet because they knew that they were not supposed to have any dealings with the Gentiles. Amen? It was supposed to be a separate division. Amen? Now notice Peter's explanation here. Verse 12. And the Spirit bade me. Peter says, the Holy Ghost told me to go. Now you can listen to man or you can listen to God. (laughs) Amen? He said, the Spirit bade me to go with them, doubt nothing, doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house, and he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said to him, send men to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thine house shall be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us from the beginning. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. For as much then as God gave them the like gift as he did unto us, who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? Peter says, I wasn't going to fight God. Amen. He told me to go, so I went. Amen. But they had the same evidence. Amen. So when people tell you, oh, that was for then, that was back then, no. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. This was the evidence that was promised. Amen. Jude, I mean, Joel has said, in the last day, said God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And upon my servant and handmaidens will I pour out of that day of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapors of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Amen. Praise God. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Praise God. They have the same evidence. Praise God. As they received from the beginning. That's why over 2,000 years now, you and I must have the same evidence. Praise God. It's not you shake my hand and you're saved. That don't work. Sign a piece of paper and join the church. Nope, doesn't work. You must be born again. You must be born from above. This is what Jesus told Nicodemus. Except a man be born again of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter nor can he see the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. You need to have the spirit of God dwelling inside of you. Praise God. The same way that Jeremiah says, I took the evidence and I put it in an earthen vessel. Amen. Is it in you today? Do you have it in you? Praise God. Hallelujah. If it's in you, then it should be revealed outward. 
You're not supposed to be depressed. You're not to be suicidal. Amen. You're not to have low self-esteem. Amen. That did not come with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Peter says his joy unspeakable and full of glory and the half has not yet been told. Evidence. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Go to Acts chapter 19. Acts 19. Starting with verse 1. Acts 19 verse 1. And it came to pass while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast of Ephesus and find certain disciples. And he said unto them, verse 2, have you, turn to somebody and ask them, say, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Notice. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Now watch what he says. How then were you baptized? And they said, unto John's baptism. Then, Paul says, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after which was on Christ Jesus. Now when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Peter laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them and they all what? Spake with tongues and prophesied. Amen. Praise God. So you can see the evidence. Amen. They did not change what God says because God had told them, amen, that in the last days he was going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Amen. And this is the evidence, amen, that Christ is in you, is the Holy Ghost. You will speak with other tongues as the spirit of God give the utterance. Amen. Jesus Christ is the same. It doesn't change. Amen. For every person, no matter what people try to tell you, the devil will try to tell you it's not for you. But let me encourage you. It is a free gift from God. God wants you to have it. All you've got to do is repent of your sins. Uh, be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus and he will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. You can have this precious gift that God wants you to have. It's the evidence. You need this. Notice what Paul says in Romans 8 verse 9. Romans 8 verse 9. But you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. See, you've got to have it. This is how you know the evidence. If you was on trial right now for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? If you were on trial right now for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? 
praise God. Amen. The evidence. You remember that song? I see the evidence of his goodness all over my life. All over my life. I see the promises and fulfillment all over my life. Amen. The evidence is everywhere. It should be everywhere. Everywhere you go, the evidence is supposed to be revealed. Amen. Now notice what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5. Go to Matthew chapter 5 verse 11. Amen. Blessed are ye when men revile you and persecute you and say all matters of evil falsely against you for my sake. Verse 12. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets which before you. See, part of your evidence is rejoicing. You don't need somebody to come up here and tell you, let's lift hands and praise God. That's supposed to be automatic part of your evidence. Amen. That came with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Lift up holy hands and praise the Lord. Amen. That's supposed to be part of your evidence. Now notice verse 13. You are the... You're the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, where we shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and let men walk all over you. Why did he use salt? Well, back in the old days, salt was valuable. People paid people with salt. Amen. They, they put their food in salt and it was a preservative. Amen. See, salt, you're, notice what he says. Nothing changes salt. Salt changes everything else. Your environment is not supposed to change you as a Christian. You're supposed to change your environment. Amen. If there's torment in your home, you're supposed to change that. Because you're the salt. Amen. Praise God. You're supposed to change your environment. If people on your job is going crazy, you ain't supposed to go crazy with them. You're supposed to change that environment. They're supposed to see something inside of you that represents Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on. You're the salt. You've got the changed environment that you're in. Praise God. Verse 14, you are the light of the world, a city that is set on the hill that cannot be hidden. Men don't light a candle, Jesus says, and put it on a bushel. He put it on the candlestick so that it give light to everybody in the house. Let your light shine that men shall see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Amen. What's inside of you? John 8, 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Amen. He that follow me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of light. Amen. If Christ is in you, if the evidence is in you, the light is supposed to be revealed outside of you. Praise God. You're supposed to be shining. As soon as you walk into Walmart, People are supposed to know you're a Christian. Amen. 
Soon as you go to work, people are supposed to know you're a Christian. You don't even need to open your mouth. The light should automatically blind them. <laughs> they should be able to see the light inside of you. And they should be able to say to you, what is that I feel from you? Amen. My wife and I and another couple, was stand, we stopped at a roadside stop. And we were just standing there talking. And this lady passed by and she swirled around. She came back and said, you guys Christians? We didn't say a word. She said, boy, I sure felt something. That's the way it's supposed to be. Your attitude, who you are, is supposed to be a revelation of what's inside of you. If you go to work and complain about going to work, who's going to believe you? If you go to work and complain on the job, ain't nobody going to believe you're a Christian. And besides, can I ask you a question? Who made you fill out the application? I, I, I get people complaining because they got to go to work. Well, you filled out the application. You mean to tell me you didn't think you were going to have to go to work when you filled out the application? Come on. Change the way you think. You're supposed to change the environment. You're supposed to actually be the, the foreman. You're supposed to actually be the guy, gal in charge. Because of who you are. Come on, the evidence. Let your light shine so men can see your good work and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Amen. John 13, 34, 35. Jesus says, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know you are my disciples if you have love one to another. Amen. Praise God. You've got to have the evidence. So you say, where do I get love? Just go to Jesus. Amen. Amen. He's a God filled with love. And he will put it inside of you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So Jeremiah says, I took the evidence. And I put it in an earthen vessel. And I subscribed it. And I says, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power, and there's nothing, nothing impossible for God to do. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> there's so much to be in us. Amen. Judges chapter 12. One more passage here. Judges chapter 12, verse 4 through 6. Judges chapter 12, verse 4 through 6. Then Japheth gathered together all the men of Gilead and fought with Ephraim. And the men of Gilead smote Ephraim because they said, You Gilanites are fugitives of Ephraim among the Ephraimites and among the Manassasites. And the Gilanites took the passage of Jordan before the Ephraimites. And it was so that when the Ephraimites which were escaped, said, Let us go over, that the men of Gilead said unto them, Art thou an Ephraimite? If they says, Nay, then said they unto him, Say now, Sheep Boleth. And he said, See Boleth. 
for he could not frame to pronounce it right. Then they took him and slew him at the passage of Jordan, and there fell at that time of the Ephraimites 42,000. One letter, H. They could not pronounce the H sound correctly, and it gave them away that they were not who they said they were. And 42,000 people was killed because of a letter. There's many people that says, all you got to do is believe with your mouth and confess and you shall be saved. Romans 10. One letter is going to cause a lot of people to lose their life. This one letter. The H represents God in Hebrew. Ha. It represents God. Amen. And Christ should be in you and me. Amen. Salvation, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under the heavens given unto men whereby we must be saved. And that's the name of Jesus Christ. That's why we are to be baptized in that, that name. That's why we pray in that name. Amen. That's why we hold fast to that name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because in that name is all the evidence that we need. Amen. To show. Amen. That he is in us. The hope of glory. Amen. So praise God. So my question to you today is. Do you have the evidence. If you do not have the evidence, I want to encourage you. Don't leave without it. Amen. Because God wants you to have that evidence in you and it will make a difference in you, your life, your family, your children. Amen. And everything else that you do. Amen. God bless you.